there's no way out I've got to show them what I've become and There's no doubt Got my back to the wall and I'm still hanging on There's no way out I've made my choices where I belong and There's no doubt When the road gets up I keep my head strong Troubles in my life have been all the same With a strain in my mind getting hurt again There's a pain in my heart but it's just a game Gonna get over it, won't go insane Won't achieve anything while I'm down Don't wanna give out my heavy weighted frown I'm stopping this now, I'ma turn it around Heaven's on the ground, now I'm looking at the clouds Gonna make a change like a change, bigger getting changed Gonna stay the same with my mind frame rearranged Gonna wash the blue out my mind and my eyes Was I blind in my mind? Cause that was old times Cause I'm starting fresh with a clear vision You can even spell my name in optimism Just track the M's, an I and the P And then what you're left with is me Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's episode of the Zod Ryder Show. I am Zod Ryder, and you are listening to psn-radio.com. And tonight I am joined by a very special guest, a gentleman that I have wanted to have on my show for quite some time. He is Mr. Alexander Khan. He is the star of KoozyCast. He is KoozyCast. Welcome to the Zod Ryder Show. Ah, thank you very much, Zod Rider. It's been a long time coming. We have known each other for nearly what, two and a half years now. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. For, yeah, <laughs> I'm honored. I am, uh, you know, humbled. You know, I've been looking forward to coming onto this show for a very long time, and thank you for having me. Oh, oh, the ple- the pleasure is mine, sir. It's ex- it's an excellent time right now to be a fan of everything that we fought for for the last two and a half years so i guess to start to start off um i i I first want i want to know if you could uh tell the listeners a little bit about the podcast that you currently do koozie cast because i had gone back and was listening to some of your episodes in preparation of the show and i remember in like your episode one you were going around talking to people that you consider to have been valuable to the release the Snyder Cut movement. So I just want to get a little bit of your, you know, your your understanding and your your take on the whole thing and to hear a little bit about what you do. Okay. Well, basically <clears throat> as everyone who doesn't know, I am from a country called Bangladesh. You know, it's a country well Bangladesh is like the Canada of India. So, you know, how Canada is to America, we are the Canada of India. So, but we're not Indians, we're Bangladeshis, so it's a huge, huge thing in, it, in and of itself. So, uh, from my country, you know, Twitter was never a huge social platform. It's starting to become a social platform now, but it never was. You know, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, these are the, you know, social media that is mostly, you know, hugely popular in this side of the world, Okay. 
but uh, you know being a dc fan i somehow found, found myself you know zod you should know because in the early years of uh, you know the movement you know we were all scattered we, there were some of us on facebook there were some of us on vero there were some of us on twitter but eventually we all found each other right so yeah. Yeah, so as, so there are many DCEU fans in Bangladesh. And I've been lucky enough to find myself among gentlemen and gentlewomen and gentle people who are part of who, who were part of the movement and instrumental in bringing the Zack Snyder's Justice League to where it is that it's coming out on HBO Max. So I made this channel so I could introduce, you know, my fellow Spartans uh you know national and international to each other you know to bridge that gap you know between the uh, you know dceu and spartan fans in bangladesh who have not been aware of vero or twitter but have been you know supporting zack on other social media such as you know instagram such as facebook but you know they didn't know what was actually happening on the other side right you know in the real battlefield and yeah so that's about it and you know it's a show where i you know you know we have a lot of prominent you know podcasters now and you know they all grew up a bit, a bit within the last 3 years but there are also people you know uh, who are not uh, you know connected with a lot of people but they were instrumental you know in the movement so i i like to have you know the people you know who who did their part but you know their voices weren't heard in any of the shows you know the little guys you know uh, people who are there who are there every day who are grinding for the dceu you know i'm just doing my little part and giving them a voice to have a good conversation to chill out and my show is not only about you know the dceu it's about everything else that i love from pop culture including you know soon i'll be giving movie reviews and i also love to play video games so i played that as well so yeah that's about it it's a small channel where i share my passion with other people who share my passion that's it well that's excellent and and that's you know that's the impression that i got from it 100% i mean you're doing a wonderful job and i love the perspective that you're taking uh with the whole thing and and the idea of get, of helping to promote people who you know who may not have been able to have their voice heard as loud as maybe they should have been able to and this is this is mm-hmm. one of those you know this is one of those things that makes the whole Snyder cut movement of people great in general because everybody you know wants to contribute and everybody does contribute in their own way whether big whether small it all adds up and it all makes it makes it possible for us to be where we are now so looking at the at the movement as a whole and you know you mentioned specifically you shout out you shout out the Spartans specifically which is which is a group that has been known to really really be aggressively aggressively in it and there for all the right reasons i mean if anybody knows anything about the Spartans the Spartans are definitely here for Zach and that's mm-hmm. that's absolutely you know that's absolutely a, a wonderful wonderful thing what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on on some of the on some on some of the uh, ideolo- ideologies that have kind of shifted throughout the movement? How we've seen different groups 
spring up in the movement. We've seen different. Mm. We've seen essentially. Mm. We've seen different factions. We've seen different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's become. It's become almost as big. It's. It's become. I, I would say this. It's like the Snyder mm-hmm. Cut movement has almost become a multiverse in and of itself. What, what, what would you say uh-huh. to that? Okay, well, you're you're putting it very like you know uh, how would I say you're 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 saying it very nicely than what it actually has become. But still, uh, yeah. Well, it, first of all, it, we all started as Spartans. You know, uh, I don't know whether your members are, but in the early days when people did not know people, and as everyone was starting to get to know each other, whether it was through Vero or through Facebook. You know, I, I was going around, you know, as I met other people, I was going around introducing everybody to everybody else. Like, hey, uh, you know, we talked, you know, you like Zack Snyder, you like the DCU. Hey, there's another guy here. You know, come and say hi, come and say hi. You know, I started, I, I started doing that at the early Yeah, days. and you had, you had set up, you know, you had actually set up a, like, a, like a thread. I, I remember you were introducing yeah, people. Yeah, I, yeah you were yeah, doing yeah, that quite a bit. Doing, I was I was trying my best. I was trying my best to get people together. But eventually, without even me trying, you know, like-minded people do end up finding themselves. You know, you know the saying, birds of a feather flock together and all that. And then yes. eventually, you know, the, you know, we started to give ourselves the moniker, the Snyder Spartans. It all started with that. The first T-shirts, the first everything. Before even the banners, before even the movement marched, you know, we started to recognize ourselves as the Snyder Spartans. And that is the only title that I myself personally uh, identify with. Again, I never thought I'd say this, the word identify, but yeah, okay. So, and then eventually after everything that we have achieved, to answer your question, what it has become now, I frankly find it, you know, I mean, ridiculous that there have been camps or cliques that has happened and formed within the movement of itself, which is because uh, it's funny to me because at the end of the day, we all love DCEU. We all like Zack Snyder. So, you know, I don't know why there are cliques and, you know, there are, you know, uh, divisions or multiverses that, that has formed inside of the movement. My, my only issue is that, you know, People better get ready because the BVS Wars 2.0 is coming. You know, we, you know we, we hit the access media hard. We hit Disney very hard. But that does not mean they're preparing behind the scenes to tear down DCEU 2021. If you know what I'm saying, Zod. The very thing that started the movement, the very thing that took the DCEU away from us, it's, it's coming, right? Hello. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I'm listening. I'm listening to how you're describing it, and you're describing it. You know, you're describing it so eloquently. True. I mean, in the way that we're, the way that we now, not only have to prepare for for the for the vloggers that that trashed mm-hmm. the hell out of BVS, but we have to prepare mm-hmm. now for the mainstream media, which is going to come. Mm-hmm come a mm-hmm. thousand times harder than they ever did before because ultimately we beat them and that's not something that they forgive or forget so they're going to be coming at us mm-hmm. harder than ever before and it would be it would be better 
for the movement mm-hmm. as a whole if everybody mm-hmm. was united for that fight moving forward? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, we have to be careful now because of a few things. Number one, we have changed the status quo. I was just telling this to somebody who did not know about the whole Snyder Cut movement. I was just telling them and it blew their minds. And, he, and the person literally told me that, hold on, you were just like people from all over the world who don't live in America, who indi- all of us individually, for the better or worse, changed Hollywood. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, that's what he was telling me after I told him the whole story. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I guess we all did. Like, you know, like like an ant uh, army, like, you know, every single small (laughs) ant from all. That's actually that's actually the best analogy that you can have, because if you if you remember, that's what it was. Initially, what it was, was we were we were just these little ants that had this pipe dream of something that we wanted to happen that was never going to happen and was always yeah. getting debunked by unnamed sources and people, uh, you know, right. a, a source close to Warner Brothers or an executive within Warner Brothers. We, it's funny how all those articles mm-hmm. and all those, those, those bloggers that set out to destroy us never put any names to any of the people that said, uh, mm-hmm. There's no Snyder Cut. Uh, you'll never see it. It'll never come out. It'll never happen. And I always ask myself that question all the time. Back in the you know early days when we had that Ben Fritz Wall Street Journal attack piece, and I remember right. I remember specifically thinking about that because that was a guy who was known for sticking up for the exactly. for the creator's vision this was a guy that if anybody was going to be integrity. on our side yeah. he was yeah. known to have some integrity but he backstabbed us all all the way yeah all the way uh, 1000% mm-hmm. it's like it's like mm-hmm. i look at him it's like it's like the funny thing is he's the guy that i thought in the end i always knew that there would be a book written about the Snyder cut movement relatively soon mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. always thought that this was the guy that was going to end up writing that book, and it's mm-hmm. so funny because it's like you, and it's so so it's like out of nowhere we get we get Sean o, Sean O'Connell who's been wonderful and he wrote this book and it's going to be mm-hmm. a great book it's going to be a great book it's going to tell a great mm-hmm. story but you would think that the guy that stood up for creative integrity his entire mm-hmm. career. And actually, did write a book about creative integrity would have been on the side of the fans in this instance, and on the side of Zack Snyder. But mm-hmm. I mean, it just it just wasn't to be. And I kind of feel like you know, I, I I had heard rumblings that he had been paid a lot of money to write that puff piece, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he and then he turned around and got transferred to a completely different. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. division, division where he's all together, yeah. thing yeah. all together, where he's no longer even writing entertainment articles. So I kind of feel like maybe that maybe that article was his big ticket out of there onto something else. They were like, okay, you write this article because this is the article the studio wants us to put out. You write this article, you can write your own ticket and do whatever you want. I kind of get the feeling that that's what happened. 
Uh, well, maybe uh, because I this is really new news to me because after the article, I did not really care for what he uh, did with his life because right before, uh, when it was announced that he was going to write an article, I remember specifically that there was a buzz in the community and he yeah. actually wrote a book on artistic, I mean, on journalistic integrity and artistic in- integrity and it right. was on Amazon. We were all sharing that amongst each other. The guys, listen. At least this guy who is going to write a piece on this whole situation, he seems like a solid dude. Right. You know, he has some journalistic and integrity because he wrote a book on integrity or artistic integrity and journalistic integrity. Uh, I'm just going to inject something, um, you know, for anyone who's listening, who is not aware of what we are exactly talking about. You know, um, can I give a shout out, Zod? If it's okay. Absol- absolutely, yes. All you right. could say anything. Because, uh, you could say anything you want. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Because, uh, you know, like I said a few minutes ago, I was explaining the whole Snyder Cut movement to someone who had no idea about this thing going on, and there are still people like that over there. You know, please go to the Nerd Queen's channel, and there's a specific video called the two- 2019 Year in Review, and that is still. Uh, time period the video came out I think six months ago when we still didn't know that the movie was going to come out and you can see what we have done from day one all the way to 2019 Comic Con in order for us to get the movie so exactly what Zod is talking about about the specific puff piece you know it's there so even if you can't find it on in on the web you know you can check it out on the video there so yeah and to answer your question you know Sean O'Connell has been uh, like, has been, uh, how do you say this, like, uh, uh, like a silver lining in, in a gray cloud of negative, you know, uh, f- um, journalists coming at yes. us, right? Yes. Because we had the whole industry, Zod, the whole bloody industry come at us. They made fun of us. They insulted us. They labeled us toxic. I have been called toxic from every angle just for (laughs) you know voicing my passion and voicing my choice for voicing my individual you know my individuality i've been called toxic and so many things which is funny because they don't know i'm brown (laughs) so which is so calling me a racist or whatever 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 so on and so forth and we took it we took the punches i mean if you remember there was one time I think it was around Aquaman 2, like right before the release of Aquaman 2. Like, you know, we were part of a niche group that we were saying, listen, let's boycott the movie. Let's boycott every movie. Right? Yeah, I remember those were discussions we were having. Yes. Right, right, right. And then when then when word leaked that, hey, there are a bunch of guys among us who are, the, you know, who are having discussions about boycott. Even even the whole community got at our throats like no nobody's boycotting you are bad I'm like all right all right all right we ooh, all right but we, it was we'll, just we'll think about but it. the thing that the thing that got me about that whole situation was it was just a discussion because at that point our feelings were we were in a position where we'd been beaten down so hard for so mm-hmm. long it was like mm-hmm. it was like what are we what what else do we have. At this, at this, yeah, in this situation, we can't, we can't hurt them any other way than if we boycott this, this goofy Aquaman. Exactly, movie. money talks, BS walks. Anyway, exactly. so back to what you were saying, 
that yeah Sean Cornell has been a godsend he's been so uh, kind to us he's been so uh, i mean you know he listens to us he listens to us individually as much as he can you know he was intrigued like the real journalistic you know the, i mean the journalist inside of him got intrigued to tell this story and to delve deeper and go beyond what the facade that the media is painting and actually try to get to know us actually got to get to try to know this community that why for the last two years like you know he came in pretty late right but why for the last two and a half years like you know this you know group of individual people this big group of people are doing what they're doing and i i must say it's so good to have someone like Sean O'Connell be a part of the movement now who he proudly co- considers himself you know a release the snyder cut spartan and it's just it's great you know it's just it just feels great that's it yeah absolutely absolutely and when you see someone like him who can tur- who can turn around completely and want to see want to see and tell the story and not only that join the movement as a whole that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing and it's yes. and it and it, it takes it takes a lot because like you were pointing out it's 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 kind of difficult to sit down and tell this story to people mm-hmm. the best thing the best thing is going to happen one of these days when that when a big documentary comes out and people can watch mm-hmm. the documentary and can and can reli- and can live it. And for a lot of us, it'll be like going back and reliving everything that we that we went through these last two and a half years. It's mm-hmm. it's it's incre- it's incredible. It's an incredible story. And what I what I love about it more than anything else is that it's an underdog story. This literally oh, yeah. was against all odds. There was no. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. How 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 many times did we hear there was no possible way that this was that would ever happen? We had people that were, you know, big name big name scoopers and journals journalists. I think I believe one was quoted as saying the Snyder Cut was deaded. I mean, we heard we had yeah. so much we heard so much you know negativity and BS because this uh-huh. was what the studio wanted. This was the narrative uh-huh. that we that we had to endure. And then mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, AT&T comes in like the white on the, the, the night on the white horse and just changes everything. I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I often I, uh, wonder, I often yeah. wonder how much, I often wonder how much of it is, how much of it is. It's not only everything that we did as a whole as a movement, but how much of it was also AT&T walking in and, and looking at the mess that Warner Brothers had created and just coming in and wanting to do things right from, from the beginning. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I look at the whole story and I say to myself, wow, it, it, just feels, it just feels very, very different. And AT&T has a completely different attitude about the whole thing than Warner Brothers ever did. Okay, so, all right, let's go back to the beginning, right? When released the Snyder Cut, which I think uh, was coined by, uh, 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 with a Twitter handle known as Movies with Maher. I think he was the first one to coin it. Uh, I'm not sure. Please, someone fact check it. But, yeah, um, you know, in the early days, I remember when the, we all joined Twitter, uh, because a lot of us didn't have Twitter. You know, we joined Twitter for this fight. Right. So uh, as we were getting to know more information of what happened back in 27 with the merging of AT&T and Warner Brothers and so on and so forth, 
I remember that there were people in America, because you can't access uh, AT&T from my country. You know, a lot of uh, fans, Spartans, started, you know, using the AT&T customer service on their phone, on their apps, to ask questions about the Snyder Cut. You remember those screenshots people were putting oh, yeah. up all yeah, over I Twitter? I remember so, all that. So for the last three years, everything that we have done from the, you know, the first banner over Warner Brothers, right, all the way to November 17, 2019, you know, the, you know, the big, uh, how, you know, the big thing that we did, you know, by, by making release the Snyder Cut trend worldwide. Yes. You know, eventually, because, you know, if you had following the movements, it seems that Warner Brothers had implemented this new, you know, AI, you know, to give them marketing feedback for, from the digital world and so on and so forth. There's so many things that were happening, you know, outside of our little spectrum. You know, uh, Chris Wong uh, talked about it on his show and a lot of other people talked about the show that how the medium of uh, market research was changing digitally. Right. Because you know, it was all getting ready for the stream wars that is starting, you know, know, it has already started, but it's going to go full swing next year between Netflix, Amazon, you know, Disney Plus and HBO Max, you know, the big boys. So one thing that we kept in, in, in consistent was that after Justice League, all the way to everything that has been announced or released, Snyder Cut has outtrended all of other Warner Brothers movies, especially yes. the DC products, from, from Shazam to Birds of Prey to Joker to which a lot of movies I have still haven't seen. You know, I haven't gone back to the theater since 2017. That's how much, you know, I was invested in Snyderverse. So, you know, before people say anything, it's just a subjective personal choice. So relax, relax. So, yeah. So because we were in the trenches, you know, going to Ansarnov, going to everyone that please, please, please just give us this movie, you know, give vindication to Zach. Do not ruin his legacy in the DC, you know, uh, you know, the DC legacy of Zack Snyder with that horrible Frankenstein of a movie. And Eventually, it went to the higher-ups. Like, listen, uh, we do the market research, and digitally, you know, none of the movies, since this gentleman left uh, Warner Brothers, which is Zack Snyder, have ever trended to the top. Whereas a movie, a mythical movie, that is apparently exists, all right, has been the number one trending topic of all of our product line. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even out yet. It never came out. Yeah, right. it's always trending on top of everything that we're releasing to the market. So I think, and especially November 17, 2019, you know, what we did, you know, made, uh, you, you know, uh, released the Snyder Cut trend worldwide and, you know, even got the whole industry to join in and help us. That's when AT&T is like, okay, enough of this. Because I think one of uh, another helping factor was Jim Lee, who has been very instrumental in, you know, making this happen. Because every yes. time he visited any con for drawing or for, you know, talking shop, talking comics, there was always a Spartan in the crowd somewhere ready to ask the question. And he has been asked that question in every con he has went to. So <laughs> you can't hide from us. Um, we are that crazy, but we're, we're very respectful. Um, <clears throat> and then, 
like Jim Lee, you know, we were also like, you know, uh, the letter campaigns and everything. And oh, and Toby Emmerich, right? So Toby Emmerich botched with the success of the Joker, right? Because, you know, he didn't want to finance this movie. Right. So he brought in outside producers who made the profit by investing in this movie. And, you know, the billion dollars that uh, I think it made a billion dollars, right? Yeah, the Joker made a movie. billion dollars. Yes. Yeah. Warner Brothers didn't see a cent of that movie. They just got their, uh, uh, what do you call it? They just got their expenses money. But the uh, net profit went to the outside producers. AT&T did not see a single cent of that success. So with everything combined, with karma doing her thing, you know, AT&T finally had a meeting with Zack Snyder, uh, which if you remember, Sean O'Connell tweeted that, you know, uh, February 8th, remember this date, remember? Or it yeah, was February 9th or something. Yeah, like was, you guys did it, something February. big is happening. And now that we found out that it was, it was because of November 17, 2019 and all the, uh, can we say the F word in the show? Yeah, you can say whatever you want to say. Oh, all right. Well, because of Warner Brothers fuck up, all right. Eight, the heads of AT&T, the heads of Warner Brothers, the heads of HBO Max went and had a meeting with Zach and loop de doop We got the announcement on May 20. So here we are. Yeah. And, and you know, when you think about it, that didn't really, t- it really wasn't that much time between the meeting and the announcement. So that just goes to mm-hmm. show you that it had already, it likely had already been determined even prior to the meeting because mm-hmm. that was, that was pretty quick. Yeah, even Luis Centeno, you know, you know, he even even he supported, uh, uh, you know, Sean O'Connell's tweet saying, "Guys, something big is happening. You guys have done it. Everything, you know, everything has changed." Even Grace Randolph around that time, you know, even she said something big is happening because of the November 17, 2019 movement. Yeah, because it's like mean, all event. the sources were lo- all those sources were losing their minds at that point mm-hmm. because they were getting they were getting the kind of information that they had never thought they would get. They were getting information mm-hmm. that was completely contrary to stuff that they had mm-hmm. just been hearing just weeks before. So it's it's yeah, it's amazing what a difference that event finally made. And like you said the, mm-hmm. about all the algorithms and stuff yeah, that, that mm-hmm. those digital those digital algorithms were enough. Like you, when you see all of that stuff, it's like yeah, release the Snyder cut is always there. It's always on top, and it mm-hmm. has been. It has been mm-hmm. for the last the last two and a half years. So that's mm-hmm. that says that says something about the kind of rabid fan base that mm-hmm. Zack Snyder has. Right. And also, I want to give a shout out since you mentioned algorithms. It just clicked my clicked in my head. I want to give a huge shout out to the person who were sending us the um, the surveys. Zod, I don't know whether you ever did any of the surveys that came from, uh, you know, forsnydercut.com. Yeah, uh, yeah, did you, I, did yeah, you, I, I did some. Yeah, yeah, so I think, I, I'm not sure, I could be saying it wrong, please forgive me, but I think it was uh, all those surveys were being done by Robert Carlin. So, you know, if they were part of the algorithm or not, I just wanted to give a shout out because, like I said, Zod, every one of us individually did so much 
uh, that is why the and and hill took on a godzilla and won yeah yeah that's what it, it all boils down to i mean we don't it's like when you look at this when you look at this movement it really is a david and goliath type of story because there's real on even if you look at it on paper it just it mm-hmm. just would have been it would have just been difficult to, for it to have been accomplished. And then the fact that it was it took two and a half years, which feels like an eternity to us because we've been involved. But but the reality is this thing could have very easily gone gone on for another couple of years had it not been for all the social media, had it not been for the importance of social media in this fight, too. Mm-hmm. Like like we know about the Superman 2 director's cut, right? So sure. that came that came in uh, like in after 22 years of people requesting for it, right? Of course, yep. you know, they did not have social media. So I remember the earlier early talks that we were having that we were in it for 10 years minimum. Like we're like listen, if it oh, took yeah. 22 years for people who wanted the Superman 2 director's cut, the Richard Donner cut, uh, 20, 20, uh, 20 odd so years, then we discussed amongst us, like, you know, we had, like, you know, conversations, like, all right, we're in for 10 years. And I hell with it. Like, you know, we were in. We were committed. Oh, yeah. There, Little, there's nobody, we we'll there's no way we were going to go anywhere. Yeah. There was no way mm-hmm. we were going anywhere. And if that day had come and there had been, there had been no announcement, we would still be fighting for it today. There's absolutely, oh, yes. there's absolutely no, there was absolutely no slowing us down. And I also think that that's, like you said, what what AT and T finally realized. I mean, it's like at at some point you just have to say enough is enough. If you can if you can make it happen, if if there's enough there for it to happen, and we can we can make it happen without it, it's it's worth it just to get in the good graces of the fans to give this director his vision and to just I, I mean think of all the goodwill AT and T is getting as a result of this happening. Just look at it well, from a business perspective. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Okay, so exactly from this, sorry, sorry, uh, exactly from this business point of view, HBO Max, like AT&T, listen, I'm not going to call anyone a saint. It's all a business at the end of the day. We know that. We understand Sure, that, right? yes. So HBO Max, even though Warner Brothers has a huge library that uh, dates back to God knows when, but at the end of the day, they need subscribers, you know, people like us who literally, you know, spend our hard earned money for good, you know, um, good, uh, you know, products and shows, especially in regards to DC. So everything else that they tried in terms of streaming before HBO Max and Zack Snyder got together, it has failed. You talk about, uh, you know, the DCU app or the DC universe or whatever. Everything was there. You know, even the CW shows, you know, they were mildly successful because of The Flash and maybe Heroes of Tomorrow, but majority of them failed. They canceled Swamp Thing, which I'm, th- which I'm thinking is probably going to come back in HBO Max. But regardless, they needed content, right? So then they, you know, I, like, listen, it's all on paper. They saw that everything that we're going to put up from uh, from our current catalog, it's not uh, generating the buzz. People are not interested to see what we have in our catalog. And what the algorithm is saying is completely different than what Warner Brothers is informing us, that this is the lineup of products that we are getting ready to offer you, but it's not creating any buzz, right? 
So then exactly. they had the meeting, they realized it, and I'm pretty sure everyone that we have harassed, and okay, I'm not going to say harassed, everyone we have annoyed <laughs> over the years, like, again, to the listeners, you know, we were very respectful, and we tried to be as nice we could be with gifts and cards. I mean, we even sent uh, the, the, the assistant or the PA uh, as, as thank you gifts for putting up with all of our calls, right? So exactly. all yeah. of these things we did, you know, we were very respectful as much as we could, you know, because the access media painted us as toxic. We weren't really toxic. We are just passionate. So, yeah, exactly. It was AT&T. It was a corporate decision. It was the right decision. Jim Lee was instrumental in making that happen. I believe so, because if you go back to the last uh, con that he appeared in and what he said, specifically in terms of the Snyder Cut and the DC fandom as a whole. You know, it, it, it's, just, it's, it's just the pieces fell in, in together. And this only happened because we created the basket. Thanks to Zack Snyder, you know, supporting us, you know, behind the scenes through nothing. He did not even tell us, like, you know, hey, guys, do this, do that. No, everything else, we came up with it on our own. He was just giving us, like, you know, all right, you earned a little sneak peek, like, you know, a black and white picture of this, a black and white picture of that. And that's all we needed. If anyone was vocal from Hollywood, it was Jason Momoa. You know, it yes. was Ray Fisher. And it was people from the production unit, you know, as the NDAs were lifting. Thanks to, uh, I think, uh, uh, the cultural nerd or the film exiles. Uh, I think it was the film exiles who found that Ray Porter was uh, Zach, uh, Ray Porter was Darkseid, right? Yeah, they yeah they broke the story. Yeah, they yeah, found him. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, film exiles. So shout out to them. You know, shout out to the film exiles, uh, and shout out to the cultural nerd as well for always giving us these little tidbits that lit the fire even bigger. You know, like you know those little sparks that gave us that every time we took the beating, it went down. You know, it relit our you know our fire, our will to get this done. So yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you, you think about, you think about how, you know, what, what you pointed out about Zack Snyder and about how he was, how he was, how he was supporting us in the way that, in such a way that was so much and so giving and just enough to get us to the point where we were willing to keep fighting and keep fighting and never give up. And that, and I think, and, and that's what he needed. That's what Zack needed. That's what that's what any creative needs if he if he wants to get he or she wants to get their vision out there and it's derailed by a studio you need a fan base that's going to rally behind you and that's that's uh, huge exactly that's huge. exactly and another thing if you have noticed like you know there was a time we were shouting Zach give us a name tell us who, which well, who was the person like just once, just once, and name them, and we promise you, we will make social media, you know, a, a living nightmare for these people who backstab you. And not once, not once, Zach said anything negative, uh, or he never outed anyone. Everybody else did, <laughs> you know, the scoopers sure. did, and oh, the, yeah. <laughs> the community did, but Zach. Played the most classy, you know, political, you know, chess game with Warner Brothers for three years. And 
he won. You know, he kept it clean. He kept his hands clean. You know, like yeah, he did it you right. You know what I'm trying to say? We were looking for the guy to like. You know, we know who's the guy now. We know there were many guys, not just one. But right. Jack never went out of his way to belittle anyone on social media. And I think at the Spartan community, we, the DCEU fans, right now more than ever need to take that as an example. Because, you know, to all the camps that have formed <clears throat> in between the movement, one thing is, uh, I, I just want to say a few things, and I, and I hope you'll agree with me, is that the access media is watching. We have literally taken their bread and butter for them. So do not think even for a second that those guys are not getting together. Number two is, you know, the beehive, which is the MCU fans who came after us again, paid off or not. You know, they're still sleeping. They are just waiting when this movie comes out and DC fandom to start their rally. So all the cliques that have formed Take Zach as an example and take the high road. You know, let us come together. Do not have any public disputes that can give ammunition to these people. And be careful who you let in now because everybody wants to be a part of the winning team, right? Like, it's Absolutely. like, you know, at the, you see this in movies all the time. You know, the underdog gets booed. You know, they, had to go, they have to go through like a hero's journey. And once they win, everybody wants a piece of that cake. All right, let's say the piece of cake. You know, the ugly guy gets the hot girl, uh, so on and so forth. Like, you know, we have seen it in a lot of movies. You know, I can name yes. like hundreds and thousands of movies we've seen. So this is my advice to everyone. You know, you're all my Spartan brothers and sisters. Some of you are my crushes. But, you know, we have to come together now more than ever you know, get over our personal differences, make amends, and be, be ready to make Zack Snyder's Justice League a success by showing up, by subscribing, and buying as many digital copies as we can. Because I assure you, Zod, they are preparing. And this is going to be a fight unlike anything we have seen before, which is one of the reasons I created my podcast show. So, you know... So we can have more people on our side talking positively about the DC EU and the DC MU apparently, which is the multiverse that's happening. You know, so many things you're hearing, which we'll know more on DC fandom. You know, we have to take Zach as an example and, you know, do what's right. Because now we are in the professional league. We're not in the little leagues anymore. You know, we have entered the professional foray now because we won. So it's up to us to not only, you know, <clears throat> like we got it uh, over the f finish line in the, you know, junior circle. But now we're in the big game and we have to play it right. We cannot give ammunition to people who are observing us and taking notes and are going to use any, you know, dissension or arguments that we're having publicly and use that, use that and twist it against us, you know, and create more you know, camps or divisions or multiverse, however you want to say. Oh yeah, we they're are, they're, wa they're watching. They're watching Spartans. that now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm. That's what I wanted to say. Like we have to stick together, regardless of our differences in opinions or whatnot. 
I agree. I completely agree with you. I think I think it is time to come together. I, and that's you know that's one of the reasons why I you know I've I've been you know going out of my way to try and make amends with people that I've disagreed with or that I've mm-hmm. uh, gone back and forth with throughout the various you know. Uh, mm-hmm. throughout the many years we've been doing this. So I kind of feel mm-hmm. like it's, I, I, I do, I feel like it's an important thing. And, you know, again, it's like you say, it, it really, you don't, we don't all necessarily have to be friends, but we all have to be on the same side. Because, right. because they're coming for us and it's going to be, and it's going to be crazy. And we, and we know it is mm-hmm. because they, they, mm-hmm. they want, they're going to want to, they're going to want to trash this, Ten thousand times harder than they did BVS. So we we know we know what we're we know what we're in for. It's it's going to be rough. Right, right. <clears throat> and we need to be united. That's about it. You know, we are united in spirit. And just because of small differences, because <clears throat> you see, we're a huge family. We're a big family from all over the world. People from all ethnicities, from all backgrounds, from all you know uh, statuses. And families fight. We always argue. I mean, every family get together. I have an argument with someone, whether it's an uncle yeah, or a cousin. Right. Or I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, you know, by the time we have dinner, it's like, hey, man, or hey, uncle, or hey, aunt, you know, I'm sorry. Things got a little awkward. You know, I love you. So, guys, you're my Spartan brothers, sisters, and some of you are my crushes. You know, I love you guys. So for whatever, you know, minor differences or arguments or whatever we might have had, you know, I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll apologize here live on Zod Writer's show. You know, I apologize for my mistakes. I'm human. But, you know, I love DCEU. I love the Snyderverse. And, you know, let's make it happen. Let's bring it all home. Let's get a Ben Affleck solo movie. Let's get a Cyborg solo movie. <laughs> let's get a Flash solo movie. Let's get everything. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all. That's what it is, and, and the idea is is the the more united we are, the more positive we are, and the more we push for it, the more we're going to get because they're going to see that as they're going to see that as more revenue. They're going to see that there's that there's a market for it, that the fan base is uh-huh. is huge. So yeah, I uh-huh. mean, I feel like you know, I feel like if we can accomplish this, we can accomplish uh-huh. anything. Because this, oh, yeah. in and of itself, was was like was the holy grail essentially. Because we were told mm-hmm. that this was never going to happen, that there was no way that we had a. Be- I mean, we had a. Be- I, it was like at one point, I, I remember somebody saying something something on on Twitter using you know using jokes where they kind of where it's so funny how like the Snyder Cut kind of became like a punchline for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I mm-hmm. always and I always thought, well, that's funny that you say that, but what's going to happen if this thing comes out and we're seeing the result of that? I mean, look at look at how we have some we have some uh, uh, famous uh, video vloggers who have left mm-hmm. Twitter as a result of this. We know that the mm-hmm. only reason these people have left Twitter is because they were wrong, and they don't have an argument right now. They can't. Oh, not they, yeah. Not only were they wrong, they were bought up. It's so obvious that you know they were blindly just throwing hate towards us, t- throwing hate towards Zach. Yes, you know, it, it's easy. There was no objectivity in their journalism. It was so obvious that they were paid off. So, you know, that's all I got to say on that. Yes, yes, indeed, you are one hundred percent correct there. So, I guess what I want to ask you next is, 
Where do you see where do you see all this moving forward? <clears throat> well, um, first of all, uh, uh, we'll know a lot of information of where we're actually headed to uh, in terms of DC movies and DCEU, this DC fandom and JusticeCon that's coming up. Shout out to JusticeCon, shout out to DC fandom. Uh, but at the end of the day, for, for us Snyderverse fanatics, it's all about Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm sorry to pop anyone else's bubble. I don't want to be the negative Nancy here. So, you know, we have to show up. If we can show AT&T that, yes, you know, the subscriptions, the digital sales, so on and so forth, the views. I plan to buy 10 copies of Zack Snyder's Justice League just for myself, for the heck of it. And, you know, the currency ratio in Bangladesh to U.S. dollar is a motherfucker. So I know I'll be eating plain water and rice for a long time. So, yeah, so we have to make sure that Zack Snyder's Justice League has to be successful. And that is the key. You know, you remember what Zack said, like, you know, you and the land are one, you know, we yes. have to come together, even after all the other things that AT&T and Warner Brothers, because I know for a fact Toby Emmerich is not happy. I know for a fact he's not happy. And the fact that he's not happy makes me happy. All right. I, I, so, I agree. <laughs> that guy, that guy. I, I mean, I don't know. Do you believe? And so then on a side note, since you brought up to- Toby Emmerich, I got to ask you, do you believe that Toby Emmerich was the one that actually had to call Zack Snyder about this? Or do you think that he that's called, just PR? He called Zack Snyder because AT&T called him up. His boss <laughs> said, stop being... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, his, bo- his bosses called him up and said, stop being a bitch. Call up the man right now. Make a man. We need his movie. Set up the meeting. Bitch. Yeah. Right. Make, make, the, make the deal. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's exactly the way it went down by the tone mm-hmm. of that article. Like, like, like he just, he calls up and he just doesn't know what to say. Like, you think we could make this happen? You think there's something you, can, you guys could do here? Like, like, yeah. Talk about mm-hmm. eating crow. The dude had a mouth full of crow when he called Zach. That's, that's mm-hmm. the truth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, even, like, remember a couple of uh, months ago, there was these uh, studio heads roundtable that happened, I think, during, uh, in the variety. Remember, like, all the different studio heads talking about so many things? And we love that because every other studio were praising Zack Snyder for making Watchmen, for making 300. And they were saying, man, if it wasn't for Zack, we would have loved to make that movie. If it wasn't for Zack, we would have liked to make... Watchmen, but after what he did, we can't even do a remake. And I was like, yeah, man. And Toby Emmerich's face, every time every other studio head was mentioning Zack Snyder and praising him, his face was sulking more and more. So I was like, Well, it's because because they know. It's because they know. It's because they know that's the one way they can, not only is it all true, but they know that's the one way they can get get to Toby Emmerich by complimenting Zack Snyder. It's like... Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your industry peers know when you fucked up, man. They know, and they And they know what to say. Pain. They know what to say, too. Yeah, yeah, they know what to say. They know exactly where, where to go. They know, they know, just keep the focus, take, just keep the focus on Zack Snyder. Maybe Toby will have a meltdown right here. <laughs> like, 
this is how I see it in my head, like a sitcom. It's like Anne Sarnoff sitting in her office doing her own thing because, you know, you know, she's the first, you know, female CEO of, you know, Warner Brothers, you know, such a big, you know, corporation in America, which is a beautiful thing. And suddenly she gets a call from AT&T is, and she gets asked all these questions about the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder and all that. She's like, hold on, I'm just going to transfer this call over to the person you really need to talk to. And he's the one who handles all that, all that shit. So I think then he transferred the call all over to Toby Emmerich and Toby Emmerich sitting in his office smoking a pipe, uh, you know, smoking a cigar. And suddenly he picks up the call and he's like, yo. And they're like, AT&T. And then he just shits himself all over his office. So, yeah, that's what happened in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have loved to have been, on the, uh, been the fly on the wall when AT&T was talking to him. <laughs> because, because I think, right, I, I mean, it would be on, nice to hear, it would on. be nice to hear that discussion. It would have been nice to know, to know what was said. Like, you know, yeah, Toby, Toby, you really screwed the pooch here. We need you to mm-hmm. make this right. Give, mm-hmm. if you want to be make here another call. couple of years, make the make call. The call. Make the call. <laughs> People are there, they're, they're looking at their watch. Uh, make the call, Toby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think, when, I think when Toby did make the call, I think Zach was so humble and so gracious and so, uh, like, you know, I think Zach was so welcoming to Toby Emmerich by extending the olive branch. That even his ego was like, oh man, he's such a nice guy, you know. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. Let's set up a meeting, man. Yeah, I that- know Zach is so charming. He's so humble, and you know he's uh, he's he's someone who I really look up to. So, you know, if he can charm all of us individually or as a group, I know, you know, like, you know even Sean O'Connell, who met him on the set of Army of the Dead, you know. He, even he charmed Sean O'Connell more over to, you know, becoming a Spartan more than anything. You know, if you yeah. see Sean O'Connell's journey, you know, it, it grew after it started. I mean, or he became a full fledged Spartan after meeting Zach on the set of, you know, Army of the Dead. So if Zach is such a humble, such kind and like, you know, we see in the articles, everyone, especially Ray Fisher, Jason Momoa, everyone. You know, who has worked with him are so loyal to him. They are so protective of him, especially after what he went through to from 20, from, no, let's say from 2013 to 2017, everything that he, he went through. So, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's the situation, man. That's the situation. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's a really good situation for all of us right now. This is a, and and I and that's why I say amongst the movement, amongst us all, it should really be at this point should be celebratory while we're getting ready. We're while we're getting ready for the real fight that we're going to have once this movie actually comes out. And yeah, that, that, the BBS War Two Point Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge because you know they're going to want to do everything that they can to discredit mm-hmm. the movie, to crap on it. But the one advantage. I think we have mm-hmm. this time that we didn't have with BVS is that this time we're getting Zack Snyder's full vision right out of the gate and we're getting it on a streaming platform. We're not getting it in a movie theater. So it's not going to mm-hmm. be sub- mm-hmm. so it's not going to be subjected to the same kind of negativity and the same kind of nonsense like Rotten Tomatoes and all that garbage. 
Yeah, because you, like I said, take? the stream wars are the death of access media. <laughs> yes. Like, Collider, <laughs> IGN, um, every Rotten Tomatoes, um, all those other people, they don't matter anymore. Jody's Corner is broke. John Campia is broke. They have nothing. You know, their journalistic integrity, zero. Everything has been blown wide open. These people were bought off. So, you know, the stream wars and HBO Max, they realized it. They did the homework. They did the algorithms. They're like, hold on. Why don't we just have a direct consumer relationship instead of going through the advice of all these bought off people? You know, Jeff Johns and his cronies. You know, his Reddit bloggers, you know, everything that had happened behind the scenes. You know what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So we killed the access media. I think, you know, <clears throat> the virus or the poison in the, in the industry of itself, we, we actually ended up like this small movement, like everything that, you know, like other filmmakers like Martin Scorsese to every other director who were saying that, listen, we don't want to make like, you know, uh, uh, production line movies, you know, uh, we, we want to make director driven movies for, for, for the, you know, for good or bad. We want to make movies that represents the artistic uh, vision of a director, so on and so forth without, you know, uh, movies made by committee, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the source of um, the source of information or decision making process for the committee has always been the bloody access media, and it is clearly obvious now that the access media had, had been bought off by Disney and Bob Iger a long time ago. It's a business strategy, man, and I don't blame them. It's business, all right. We cannot mix artistic creativity and integrity with business because you know capitalism has no place for. Feelings. It's all about facts. It's all about numbers, and it's all about you know, uh, you know, beating your opponents to make a sale of like a more sale. That's how business works, right, Zod? You know this very well. Yes. So yeah, that's what it is. And we changed the status quo. We we did something, maybe not now, but a hundred years from now, when the you know when we are all gone, you know, somewhere uh, someone will find a little note that says, okay, back in. You know, 2000, in the 2020s, you know, there was a small, well, not small, there was a group of fans who changed how Hollywood perceives itself, you know? So, well, I'm, it, was, I'm glad it was something that, that Hollywood nobody needed. Nobody from Bangladesh, <laughs> with my fellow brothers and sisters, Spartans, that I was able to contribute to my best of ability to make this happen, you know, for yeah. Zack Snyder, for DCEU. For my favorite Batman, Batfleck, you know, for my favorite Superman, Henry Cavill, you know, and the Trinity and the Justice League. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so now we have, we have all this great content to look forward to. 2021 can't get here fast enough. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got, we've got Crisis on Infinite Streams coming up. We've got Justice oh, Con. Oh, yes. We've yeah, got yes. we've got uh, DC Fandom, we've got a lot of stuff, and this is just and this is you know uh, Justice Con is the end of this month, and then we have mm-hmm. uh, Fandom early next month. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's ever been a better time to be a DC fan. <coughs> it's like we're back in 2017. It's like for me personally, my life stopped uh, in September 2017. 
uh, like the clock stopped for me and thanks to Zach this May 20 it's like my life is moving forward now oh yeah like it, it does it really does feel that know, pause so not I'm, stopped I'm, yeah I'm I'm not only a DC fan I'm also like uh, like a Wolverine fan I'm also a Star Wars fan okay. and if you know anything you know a, a fan like me we were getting our asses kicked with people telling us, ah, <laughs> you know, the pop culture isn't for you anymore. Move on. It's for us. And I'm like, hold on. I've been with this shit for nearly 30 years, and you're telling me it's not for me anymore? Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Yeah, yeah, I ain't going I mean, nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, and, 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 and Star Wars is going through their own little... Uh, <laughs> little uh issue right now too and i don't know about you but i mean i walked out of those last two star wars movies feeling feeling defeated on that level as well so All right, Zod, just imagine this i just saw justice justice league right and oh i'm God. still going through this uh, through the emotions like okay wait do i like this movie what the hell did i see it does not make sense and then I was like, okay, hold on, maybe I'll have, you know, I'll get a better, better perspective after I see the Last Jedi, you know. And then <laughs> I saw Last Jedi, and I swear to God, for three months, all I did was just mumble to my friends, like, guys, I'm, what's going on? Am I? Did I walk into like a like a parallel dimension? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Remember, like remember that old school show, uh, The Twilight Zone? So I was like, yeah. guys, did I did I walk into a Twilight Zone? Like, yeah. Yeah, Justice League you're movie not, flopped. You're not alone. You're not Star alone. That's Wars exactly flopped. that's how it felt. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I like I I was disoriented. I was like, what the hell happened? I mean, what happened to my life? Like, I mean, <laughs> I had a I had like a early life crisis, man. And yeah. I was like, I was so lost. But then you know, again, shout out to everyone. You know, from you know, West Ashley to Thomas James to you, Zod Rider. You know, the people I met in the early days, you know, for saving me, I guess. Because I, 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 I was really going through a very bad time. We saved you know. each other. That's what happened. Yeah, we saved yeah, each other. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. Because when you think about it, I mean, mm -hmm. if we didn't have each other, if we didn't have this movement mm -hmm. from all around the world to keep us going, we would all be fractured as fans mm -hmm. of like all because all our franchises are getting killed so it's just kind of mm -hmm. like you're you're, you're mm -hmm. you get to a point where you say okay okay justice league sucks star wars mm -hmm. sucks what do we do now <laughs> it's it's yeah the yeah. Uh, the best batman we ever saw on screen is gone i was like what <laughs> when when Batman and Robin is a better movie than Justice League, you have a problem. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, I, I mean, mean I, I mean, I'm just going to share a small picture with you <clears throat> here, um, you know, uh, on Skype, just to show like well, how, how much Ben Affleck's Batman, like you know, means to me. Um, just a second, just a second. You don't need to like you know. It's just between you and me. But you okay. know, for the last for the last couple of uh, years, you know, I, I have been saving up to make this happen. Uh, just uh, give me a second. Uh, you continue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Found it. So yeah. Okay, just a second. So this, if you see the image, you can tell. 
like how much Ben Affleck's Batman <clears throat> means to me. So yeah, man. Yeah, it's obviously. Just, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yes. And it's been That's... such an emotional journey. Such an emotional journey. I mean, oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I, I definitely, I definitely feel feel it. And I, I love what I love about it is that each and every one of us, as fans, can empathize with each other, having been a part of this movement for two and a half years. It's it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things that we what people what people don't realize from you know from where we're sitting now that May twentieth wasn't just you know wasn't just the day he announced the movie. It was the day that that we got our hope back. It was the day that we that we were able to we were able to finally realize and and look at everything and say, okay, now we can be we can be happy again. Now we can be fans again. It's like it's like I feel like that was stripped away from us and then that was given given back again finally. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much, there's so much that this, that this movement has meant just from a, you know, just from a camaraderie perspective, just from all the friendships and relationships that have been forged as a result of it. And, and, and to me, I I feel like, I feel like it's a, for, for better or worse, I mean, it turned out to be a beautiful thing and it accomplished the goal. And Mm -hmm. now we just have to make sure that, that it stays intact and we do what we need to do and we keep keep things going and make you know and make make them see that it's that that we want this and we want more of it we want more of the Snyderverse and I and I'm super excited but even if and I and I will say mm-hmm. this I, right now even <clears throat> if mm-hmm. even if Justice League the Snyder cut of Justice League is where it mm-hmm. stops. I'll mm-hmm. be satisfied because at least mm-hmm. Zach got his vision and at least we finally got to see what the hell it was. We'll have our closure. I'm completely with you. I, exactly. After everything, after everything, you know, I'll say this. All you other DC fans out there who criticize Zack Snyder and the DCU, you guys are getting your soy Batman. You guys are getting your soy DC. So if 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 you're if you're gracious enough to support us and allow us to have our own Snyderverse within the multiverse makes you a you know a better you know better you know uh, better men than we are better women than we are better person than we are and if not if you're going to stop us at only that as JL it's fine it's fine we came in as DC fans we are DC fans of how we perceive our DC to be, and we have no problem now to move forward if that's the scenario. You know, like uh, I would like to quote a, a favorite as a line of mine from one of my favorite video games, uh, Legacy of Cain Defiance. You know, it is the first bitter taste of that terrible illusion, hope. So, yeah, even after everything we do to make Zack Snyder's Justice League a success, you know. If well, Warner Brothers or AT&T says, like, listen, guys, you know, we made this happen, but this is a one-off. We're sorry. We're not moving forward with the Snyderverse. Uh, it's all good. It's peace. You know, I'm, I probably won't be buying DC merchandise anymore. But, hey, the new generation is there to carry that torch. But 
since Zack Snyder said that if you believe and take the red pill, you know, I'll take you down the rabbit hole. I have eaten a box of the red pill. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm optimistic. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm with you there. I feel, I feel so hopeful and I feel so mm-hmm. optimistic for the future that I don't mm-hmm. think by any stretch of the imagination that this is it. I believe that this is just the beginning and that's absolutely another reason to be completely celebratory here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, people, people are talking about Michael Keaton, the Justice League Dark. I really don't care because to me, what would be the icing on the cake is the Zack gets to finish his story, which is yes. Justice League Part One, Part Two. We get a Ben Affleck solo Batman movie to, you know, to finish his arc. And, you know, Aquaman 2 is more in line with his saga and the Snyderverse. I mean, can you imagine after ZSJL in Aquaman 2, remember those storyboards we saw that the final battle was supposed to be in Sydney Harbor while uh, Aquaman was fighting Orm underwater and the Justice League was fighting Atlanteans up in uh, in Sydney Harbor? I mean, can you imagine... Like, you know, at the final act of part three of uh, Aquaman 2 and Jason, if you're listening, <laughs> aloha, my brother. So, you know, oh, my God, it's just the possibilities are endless. Like, again, you have greatness in the making. You can blow MCU phase one, phase two, Infinity War, end garbage out the window if you just let Zack and his people David Ayer Suicide Squad, if you just let people do their thing. Like, they should bring back Rick Famuyiwa <laughs> for something as well. Everyone who was, you know, who left from the first, you know, remember? The first lineup of directors. Yeah. And, you know, so on and so forth. They should give Rick Famuyiwa. Look at what he did in The Mandalorian. He's a great director. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the, Ma- the Mandalorian. And, 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 you know, The Mandalorian is proof... <laughs> is again is again another another example of proof and hopefulness because for those of us who are also Star Wars fans, when you look at the Mandalorian, you see you see shards mm-hmm. of greatness in that as well, which is something mm-hmm. that which is something that we have not gotten from uh, Disney's mm-hmm. Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. So this is and just like and just like Zack Snyder, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, for those who don't know or who's not into the um, the Star Wars universe, he is, the, in my opinion, the heir to George Lucas. Everything that is, like, he, okay, because the the term Kevin Feige of MCU, Dave Filoni is the Kevin Feige of uh, the uh, Star Wars universe. He knows everything. Like, George Lucas himself personally you know, taught and gave all the secrets of Star Wars to Dave Filoni while they were making the Clone Wars. And even if you see, uh, and John Favreau, again, this is where I give this man credit. Not only did he kickstart the MCU with Iron Man 1, you know, he, John Favreau is the one who fought f- f- with the studio to make Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, right? And regardless of your opinion on MCU, the first Iron Man movie is a decently good movie in my opinion oh absolutely i agree the first one so um <coughs> sorry it's just uh, uh my th- i have a dry throat hold on let me just drink some water yeah so 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 you see by letting 
directors and people who know the fandom, you know, who know your consumer base, work together and create an IP, it is bound to be successful. It is bound to be successful. And no one knows DC as good as Zack Snyder. No I one. agree. I agree completely. No and And it's not like, you know... Zach was just trying to hog it all for himself, and he wasn't going to let anybody else play in the sandbox. I mean, he was exactly. setting it up. He was setting it up for other creatives to do what they wanted to do as well. So, I, so it's it's all it, it all could be perfect. We could end up with, I mean, from from the from the way I'm I'm <laughs> interpreting it, from the way it looks like it, it looks like we see. It's like what you were saying. It's like the sky is the limit right now. We have no. I mean, obviously, if it's if it's successful, we're going to get more, and we're going to make it a success because you know, quite honestly, we didn't fight this hard and for this long to stop now when we're when we're in the process of getting everything we want. That's for sure. Yeah, and to add to what you just said about Zach and the playground, you know, he was so much into sharing that when. Uh, J- uh, what's his name? James? No, uh, what? James Wan or uh, director of Aquaman two? What's his name? I forgot. Uh, James Wan, I think, right? The director of Aquaman. Yeah. Hello. Yes. yes. When James Wan called up uh, Zack Snyder before Justice League came out and said, "Listen, Zack, I-, I want to be the first person to take people to uh, Atlantean." You know, please don't show too much about Atlantean. Zach said, all right, I got you, homie. You know, you want to have first dibs on, uh, you know, Atlantis? You know, I'll, I'll do that. That's how much Zach was communicating and, you know, working with the people that, yeah, you know, this is the sandbox. You want to do your thing? Go ahead. I'll respect that. You know, I won't show too much. So you can have your artistic, you know, vision be represented the way you want to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's I I I think uh what did you what did you think now did you get, actually get a chance to see Aquaman or Well, okay. Or I I boycotted the movie, all right? That was around the time that uh you know, we were talking about boycott, you know. Right. Uh, personally, I I boycotted the movie because you know, the sentiment back then and this was the only time, you know, uh, uh, you know, I sided with Garza in terms of what he was saying, because the the treatment was that listen, uh, if we go and support Aquaman, they will give us you know the Zack Snyder's uh, you know the Snyder cut in the next Comic Con. They'll announce it in 2018. If you remember, that was the sentiment that was going around, and I was the only person who was saying, or me and a few other people, we were saying that no, this is a business. They are changing things. Just see the color palette. Just see the costumes. You know, Jeff Johns has his hands all over this movie. So anyways, and then later on I saw it when it came out on digital and whatnot. And the movie, again, the actors were superb. James Wan is a good director. But everything cringy about that movie, you know that Jeff, Jeff Johns was behind it. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... Because cause James Wan is a more... James Wan is a more than mm-hmm. competent filmmaker. And there was some stu- yeah. some very, very questionable Jeff Johns-style material in there. And you know exactly where... You can sit there and you can watch it and you can point out exactly where Jeff Johns started playing games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. 
And at the same time, you can see Walter Hamada's low budget philosophy affect the movie. I mean, this is just my personal opinion, but the Atlantean of uh, armor that they wore uh, in the in the in the land that was that looked like Power Rangers level quality, man. And even the set pieces, you know, when they were fighting, I could distinguish between CGI and set pieces. I was like, hold on, why why are you making this movie? look so obvious that it's a like you know it's a it's a it's a cw i mean it's a low budget movie like you can see where they cut the costs it's so obvious if you observe it objectively you can see where they cut the costs but regardless i am happy that aquaman became the success that it did because it allowed jason momoa to start litting small sparks all over the social media here and there, from that MTV interview to so on and so forth, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. recently, recently, now that Zach, I think you know this, you know, Zach tweeted, like, I think yesterday or day before, or he spoke on Vero, that the 2017 version was compromised. The 214-minute version was compromised. We are getting Zack Snyder's uncompromised vision, which is Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is nearly four hours long, right? Yes. So in a way, I, people, again, this is just an observation, an objective observation. <laughs> I think Sweden I know what you're going to say. Save the DCEU, man. Just think about it. The Justice League indirectly, you know, like, I, I just I sent out a tweet last night, or which was uh, I think morning for you, um, uh, that you know Joss Whedon is Joe Chill, you know. Uh, oh wow, that's awesome. Okay, I get where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, so if Joss Whedon is Joe Chill, we're all Batman. We are all Batman. Batman, Batwoman, Batperson. I don't care because. That's the movie, that's the gunshot that led to everything. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, if it wasn't for... When, when you think about it, and when you put it like that, think about this. If we would have gotten the 214-minute version that Jack was talking about before, it would have been the compromised version, and mm-hmm. then we may never <coughs> have gotten to see what Zack Snyder originally intended for this movie. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have put in more money like they are now. Uh, the the access media would have ripped that movie to pieces. Right? Absolutely, yeah. It would have Jeff Johns' stupid influence in it. So, yeah, I mean, to all the listeners, to all my fellow brothers, sisters, and crushes uh, within the Snyder Cut movement, Josh Whedon did kind of say the DCEU, man. Shit. <laughs> it's cringy to say it, but if you objectively think about it. That's the situation. Man. <laughs> he, he was he was the savior. That ju- that Justice League movie had to be the sacrificial lamb so that we could get the feast. Yeah, so we could save the DCEU. It's just it's it's, it's see it's so many layers to this story. It's, it is. It's insane to think about it like that. But you're right. Like the layers just keep. I mean, when you think, wow, it's it's insane. That I I want They need to make. I want to see a movie based on this, 
based on this behind the scenes <coughs> stuff that happened. This would be a great but, movie. <laughs> first, I want to read shout out to Sean O'Connell. Everyone Absolutely, buy yes. Release the Snyder Cut book when it comes out. Day first, one. I want to read the book, and then I want somebody to make that movie from oh, that yeah. book. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, so here's a question for you. Here's a new question and for you. Zod, you've probably I want never Bruce had. Bruce Willis to play Zod Rider. Hold on. If there's a movie to be made, <laughs> I want Bruce Willis to play Zod Rider. All right? Awesome. That would be great. And I want, and I want Kevin Smith to play me. You know, that's just much. Uh, I mean, sorry, uh, Kevin Hart to play me. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. That'd be great. <laughs> Who would now? Who would you want now? If this happens, if they do the movie behind the of behind the scenes of what happened mm-hmm. here, uh, and I, I I always said I always thought a, a good movie title for this whole story mm-hmm. would be called Damning Justice, and I mm-hmm. and I want and I want to know who you would cast to play Zack Snyder in the movie if Zack didn't want to play himself. <laughs> well, I, I would have loved for Zack to play himself. But from the top of my head, in terms of personality, uh, you know, uh, uh, like a, a similar person to Zach's, you know, like, you know, his energy. From the top of my head, I'm thinking Keanu Reeves. From the top of my head. Oh, as Zack Snyder, that would be a unique choice to play him. Yeah, that'd be no, pretty cool. No, if because you, if you see Zach's humbleness, if you see Zach's, you know, decorum with people, you know, and if you see Keanu Reeves decorum with people, it's it's the same. It's the same. They're humble people. They're down to earth. They respect everyone. Doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter what color you are. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know what your political view is. Doesn't matter like what, what your orientation is or if you have any. None of it. They just treat human beings as human beings. That's why, from the top of my head. You know, I'm thinking, okay, so it's either uh, uh, Keanu Reeves or Guy Pierce, because Guy Pierce goes whole method on the whole thing, so he can probably become Zack Snyder on the show himself. <laughs> it would be, we would literally see Guy Pierce become Zack Snyder. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if, yeah. You, if uh, in terms of personality, I would go with uh, Keanu Reeves, but if I really wanted someone to go full method on this shit. It'd be Guy Priers, yeah. Oh wow, okay. Well, that's cool. See, that's good. Now, see, now, I bet you never were asked that question before. I, I was trying no. to find. I was trying to find a question that you know you hadn't, you wouldn't have had answered somewhere else to ask you, and <laughs> and so I, I. Uh, personally, I, I can I can agree with that. I can agree with both those choices. I think I think I think it would be great. I I, I honestly would just love to see a movie done mm-hmm. in that fashion, and it would mm-hmm. probably be just as mm-hmm. compelling as the Snyder Cut itself. I mean, I, I'll tell you who I want to play Jeff Johns. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, I'll tell you who I want to play Jeff Johns. I want Joe Pesci to play Jeff Johns. <laughs> Oh my God, that would be hilarious! That mm-hmm. would be absolutely, and, and because it would be such a, because because the the theory behind it is you're not asking, you're not casting Jeff Johns based on how how Jeff Johns looks. You're casting mm-hmm. Jeff Johns based on how he how Joe Pesci would play him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh yes, yes. I, I was thinking, I was, and I was thinking uh, Gilbert Godfrey for uh, John Berg. 
Oh my god, Yago, yes! Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, you just have to have, hey, we just have to have, oh, <laughs> just have to have clouds playing these roles, and maybe, <laughs> and maybe for, uh, and maybe for Joss Whedon, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon is a Joss Whedon is a little bit tough. Uh, you'd want right. to get somebody who. Uh, I don't know. For who Joss Whedon. Uh, who would Joss we cast Whedon. as Joss? <laughs> mm, who would we cast? But I know who I would cast as uh, Fiona. Uh, okay. I would, I would cast Zhang Ziyi as Fiona. Okay. Yeah, she's a Chinese actress. She was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, I, I would cast her as Fiona. Uh, I, there are many people, you know. But I, I, I would cast uh, The Rock as Koji. You know, Koji <laughs> is like, you know, always there showing up, you know, doing his thing, you know, throwing his <laughs> the swag. Rock, the Rock as Koji, that'd be great. And yeah, and the, the best part, and then The Rock, and it would be perfect because The Rock would actually have to act because he'd have a mask on his face in every scene that he was in. So he would actually he would actually have exactly. to act. It would be exactly. it'd, be, it'd exactly. be awesome. It would like be great like just to see that. But uh mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I I, I can't, there's a there's an actor I have in mind for Joss Whedon and I can't and I can't think of his name right now. Uh, just tell me the, which movie he was in. Maybe the maybe guy I'll the hear. guy that plays maybe the guy that plays Archie in Riverdale. Right, 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 right. Hold on. Um, like someone, because uh, you'd want to get somebody. You're going to want to get somebody younger, and you can have, or, or no, better still, they could get Tom Cruise to play Joss Whedon. They could just have him, you know, cut his hair oh, yeah. and and and, and, and dye his face. Thunder. What's his name? Len Wiseman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They could just get Tom Cruise to play. Joss Whedon, the way that he played Len Wiseman, all weird and, and, and creepy like. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could play t- Tom Cruise. Yes, play yes, him. Tom Cruise as Joss Whedon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, that works. I uh, mean, for uh, real, that, that's, yeah, exactly. that's awesome. Okay, let's see, let's see who else we got now. And for, and you know, oh, sorry, for, for, his name is Les Grossman. Sorry, his name was yeah, Les, Les Grossman. Les yeah. Grossman, yeah. But, but again, he would be perfect as Joss Whedon. He just, and then he just dyes his hair red, and they they give him a mm-hmm. wig. And I mean, it'd be perfect. I I, th- I think that would be I think that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you could and we could have you could have all kinds of uh, scenes on the set where he's acting mm-hmm. where he's acting not mean and disrespectful. And and the, the mm-hmm. you know we gotta have the we gotta have the scene where the fl- where the flash falls all over Wonder Woman's tits, and we gotta oh, have all that. that yeah. I mean, we gotta oh, the oh, movie. Yeah. The movie would be incredible. Okay, so who would mm-hmm. you who would you want to see play? Uh, who would you want to pl- see play uh, uh, Gal Gadot in the movie? Um, Liz Wonder, I suppose she she should get a shot. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, Liz Wonder. <laughs> Absolutely, that she she. I mean, I mean, I've seen pictures of her that obvious. That honestly, sometimes she's hard to tell. She's it's hard to tell her and Gal Gadot apart sometimes. So, exactly. so, I, so I, you know, so yeah, I couldn't think of a better. I couldn't think of a better one there. Yeah, you got that right. Okay, who's mm-hmm. playing Ben Affleck? That's a big one. Mm, ben Affleck. <clears throat> um, 
who's playing Ben Affleck? Mm. I, I, don't, I that's, would that's think a difficult one. Just I um, think just to be I think just to be ironic, you get I you get Army Hammer to bulk up and play Ben oh! Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, Army Hammer. Just to be just to be just to be ironic because of the, <laughs> all the time all the times mm-hmm. he's been associated with Batman. All and, right, uh, Charlie's Theron as Deborah Snyder. Oh yes, oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. At one point, I was thinking, I was thinking, hell, they should just have Gerard Butler play Zack Snyder. I mean, <laughs> I was oh, like, that could, that that would work amazing. Shit, I didn't think of that. That would work amazing. I mean, yeah. I was just thinking in terms of like a, you know, in terms of like just out of sheer. You know, just just passion and 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 utter you know utter humility. Just get Gerard Butler to play Zach. That would be epic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would want uh, Melissa McCarthy and um, uh, what, what's the other one's name? Uh, she's one of my favorite uh, British uh, actresses. Um, uh, what's that uh, movie? Uh, Melissa McCarthy and. Um, uh, hold on, let me let me just Google uh, her. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. go ahead, Google uh, it. Uh, what, oh, <laughs> she was in. Uh, uh, what's that movie about uh, people singing? <laughs> I'm sorry, there's so many movies about people singing. Oh, are you talking about? Uh, 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 it was. It was called Bring It. Was it called? It wasn't called Bring It On. It was called. Uh, no, no, no. It was more. It, it was like. It, it was like. Trilogy. It was like. It was like Glee. It was like Glee, but they made, but yeah, they yeah, made it movies was like out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, uh, the name of that. oh my god! I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the name of it too, and it's on the tip of my <clears throat> tongue. But I, but I know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, um. Oh my god! It's so forgettable. But there were three movies. I mean, I know. Yeah. I know. It was like uh, oh, pitch perfect. Pitch, pitch perfect. perfect. Pitch perfect. <laughs> I hate those okay, movies. Pitch. <laughs> yeah, but um, they're, they're enjoyable in their own way. Uh, right, right. Uh, they're, they're yeah, pretty so fun. I would cast Melissa McCarthy and Rebel Wilson as the Nerd Queens simply because they have that joyous energy that the Nerd Queens have always, you know, given out to the community. So I would oh, cast yeah. you Rebel gotta, Wilson you gotta have the nerd. and Melissa McCarthy as, you know, the Nerd Queens. Okay, okay. Now, here's a, here's a serious question. Who do you mm-hmm. cast... Who do you cast as Mr. West Ashley in this movie? Oh, as Mr. West Ashley. <clears throat> or Pilly Swain, a.k.a. Mr. Go Deep himself. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. If I had to cast... Um, all right, all right. Um, all right. Um, there's so many options, all right? Uh, all right, but... Oh, yeah. To be more in line with his uh, attitude and everything, uh, his um, I mean, it's either Wesley Snipes or Jamie Foxx. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could see that being done in that. I, I, that. I am leaning more towards Wesley Snipes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wesley re- Snipes. Remember Wesley Snipes from uh, White Men Can't Jump? That movie. Oh. Oh yeah, of That's course. Spike Lee and movie. Wesley Snipes, yeah, Wesley Snipes, of course, played Blade too. So that would be yeah, uh, of course, of course. That would yeah, be so a, it works that, both ways. <laughs> and he was in, uh, and he was in uh, the Untouchables. No, the, uh, 
that other franchise with Sylvester Stallone in it. Um, oh, oh yeah, uh, the, uh, the Expendables, Man. the Expendables, the Expendables. The Expendables, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Wesley Snipes as West Ashley, yeah, full on, full on. That'd okay, be my let's, choice. Let's see here, who else? Mm. Who else do we want? Who else do we want to try and fan cast here I, tonight? I, I want <laughs> I want John Cena to be subjective reviews. Oh, I do too. I do too. <laughs> just just out just out of sheer awesomeness alone, I want John Cena to be subjective. They both reviews. wear caps, man. They both. <laughs> they both wear caps. I've never seen Tyler without a cap. So and John Cena, the cap is his thing. So I would love John Cena to play. Subjective reviews, Tyler. Shout out to Tyler, no, man. I, I just want to see. I just want to see John, John Cena playing a YouTuber. That's amazing. That that in and of <laughs> itself would be amazing because he'd have to, you know, he'd really to play Tyler. He'd have to slim down quite a bit. He'd have to. Uh, oh, he ha- can be buff. The fact that he has to sit in a room and just talk to a, you know, camera. <laughs> that in itself is going to be funny. Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. That's going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're talking about it like it's happening, but who knows? It might ha- it, it might happen. That's that's the be- the best part about this because this mm-hmm. is something that you know this is something we lived. So to sit here and mm-hmm. fan cast it is hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I but I like no, your. But you know, this is the beauty of this show, Zod. You always think outside of the box. Every time I've watched and listened to your shows and every. Other show that you have, you know, you have been, you've been with the people on streams and podcasts. You always think outside the box, and that's why yeah. I always enjoy your company. I tried to, yeah, I tried to. I mean, and this this topic is a lot of fun, though. Um, I think we could. Uh, we got to think if we got to think of some others here. Let's see. So we got. Uh, well, let's see. Who would we? Who would you want to cast as Chris Wong? Uh, as Chris Wong, uh, yeah. Ken Jeong, Ken Jeong. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good choice. That'd be mm-hmm. a good choice. Ken like Jeong, because the flair that he'll add to uh, Chris Wong's geekiness, you know the you know the Ken Jeong flair uh, yeah. that he'll add to Chris <laughs> Wong's geekiness would be mwah. It would be like mwah just to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be good. It, I, I think that I think that'd be great casting as well. Uh, let's see mm-hmm. here. Um, and we're trying to we're trying to cast all the we're trying to cast all the prominent people as well as all the people <coughs> that were involved with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Who would you cast as Toby Emmerich? Oh, Toby Emmerich. Hold on, mm, Toby Emmerich. All right, who's the guy that I want to punch every time I want to see on TV? <laughs> That's what we got to figure out. I would cast Vince McMahon as Toby Emmerich. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. That would be great. Hell with it. I'll cast Trump as Toby Emery. <laughs> Toby Emery. That's like perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Kevin Sujihara, I would cast um, the guy that uh, the guy that played the guy that played. Uh, um, the guy that played Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movies. <laughs> no, no, no. He's a good. No, 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 no. He he he's a good actor. Let's not let's not ruin Shang, Shang Tsung for us. For Toby Emmerich, <laughs> it has to be. Um, hold on. Um, I, I I just saw him. Um, hold on. Uh, I mean, <laughs> again. Um, uh, uh, for to, for no for Kevin Sujihara, you need to have. 
an actor who really, uh, I mean, knows how to be a sleazeball. All right? <laughs> right. So, right. So, in recent memory, I mean, who has been good at playing like a sleazeball that you want to punch every time you see him on screen? Um, do you have any thoughts, uh, Zod? Anybody else except for... <laughs> I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think. I'm thinking. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking it'd be funny to get uh, George Takei okay. from Star Trek to play him. <laughs> no, no, no. George George Takei is awesome, and he he's again. I mean, he's a great actor, but I don't. I don't want to put him in Toby Emmerich's shoes. But I would love to put Jimmy O. Yang from the Silicon Valley. Uh, to okay. play Toby Emmerich, uh, I mean Kevin Sujihara. Kevin yeah. Sujihara, yeah, because there if you go. see his, if you see his performance in Crazy Rich Asians, he plays like a, <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin Sujihara esque uh, character. Yeah. Okay, that'll work. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I remember that yeah. movie. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. We got so. <laughs> I just I, I I'm still thinking about Tom Cruise as Joss Whedon. I just that's, oh, that's yeah. that would be oh, hilarious yeah. to see him jumping yeah, around and, jumping around the set exactly. like a little weasel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Yelling at yelling at people, telling people he's going to end their careers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, my god! Let, let's not forget, like you know, um, you know, so many great you know women. And uh, you know, person within the movement, I, I would I would actually cast Amy Adams as um, as uh, what's her name in the movement? I keep forgetting. Uh, as ah uh, man, uh, it's it, it's Moe. I think it, her name was it's Mo or it's Moe or something. Hello. Are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. You're not talking about Meg, right? No, 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 no. no. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. But Amy Adams can play Meg. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. That, well, uh, that's another one I was thinking about. Amy Adams could play Meg, or Amy Adams could play Cat, or Amy Adams could play. Uh, In fact, Amy... we can go nutty professor on this and have Amy Adams play a lot of different. Play a bunch of different women on the in the in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be yeah, so yeah. funny. You know, you know what mm-hmm. would be funny having having mm-hmm. the cast of Justice League in this movie playing different mm-hmm. people from behind mm-hmm. the scenes. So like, or mm-hmm. playing different <clears throat> playing different different YouTubers. Like they could get mm-hmm. uh, they, like 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 Ray Fis- like Ray Fisher could play Prime or uh, mm-hmm. oh uh, yes, you could, yes, you could yes. get yes, you could yes. get be- you could get. Uh, you could get Ben Affleck to play uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck to play somebody, or you could get you, you know you get Henry Cavill to play. You could play get Henry oh, yeah. Cavill to play John Aaron Garza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could get. I mean, exactly. I mean, different. Exactly. You know, awesome. different. Like have have the actors play different. You know, different people from different perspectives mm-hmm. within the, within the movement. That I mean, uh-huh. the, imagine the reversal of that. How brilliant that would be! Like. That is a stroke of genius. Also, I would love to hire the Avengers cast as side characters. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. to rub it in their face. Like, you know, <laughs> can you imagine Scar- Scarlett Johansson being a Spartan in a, in a movie and saying, release the Snyder Cut, 
Chris Hemsworth saying release the Snyder Cut. Hell, get even Robert Downey Jr.'s old ass in the thing, and even he saying release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> get, get Robert, get Robert Downey Jr. to play uh, play somebody in the movie. Uh, have him uh, be the uh, uh, what's the guy? He can, he can play Larry Fong. He can play Larry. Uh, Fong oh yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be awesome. It'd be it awesome. Would, it would be just just because it would, uh, the idea would be you 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 know you're telling the story, but you're at, but you're at the same time you're having fun with it too, and showing mm-hmm. it from showing it from almost like a me, almost like a meta perspective because now yeah you know yeah, yeah. Um, the actors are actually playing the the people that were that were fighting for the movie and it, and it's so funny because yeah you could do that but i i, I think that uh but I, I mean some of your some of your choices though that stand out for me definitely one, well, one look, last choice one last choice cuba gooding jr as jeffrey warfield Done. oh my god that is perfect casting I can oh, see yeah. that. He'd be like, show I me the money. That. And yeah. instead of that, he'd be like, show me the Snyder Cut. Uh, <laughs> NDAs don't work on me. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I, I, shout out to Jeff, man. We shout, love shout out to Jeffrey. Yeah, that, that, that was epic. That, that actually, that, 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 you know, that's the perfect, that's the perfect note. You know, to end this podcast on because we're ending. We want to end everything on a positive note because, again, this is where we are. We're all be about being positive right now, and and again coming together. And you know, the fact that you could be here tonight is amazing. I'm so glad that you were able to come, man. I, I love I love talking to you. This has been so much fun, and honestly, we we've got more to come. There's a lot more work to do, and we have a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, great stuff on the horizon and again as Zack Snyder has said it's been paused not stopped so I think mm-hmm. we're I think we're in a good position and I think the sky mm-hmm. is the limit so what what are your final thoughts well first of all um, thank you so much uh, Zod for having me on the show again thank you so much for having me in that group conversation shout out to Tyler shout out to Go Deep shout out to Nerd Queens I mean shout out to everyone who has been instrumental uh, by, you know, sticking with me, by teaching me and, you know, making me a better person. I've made a, you know, small pod, uh, podcast show on YouTube. Uh, it's called KuziCast. And, you know, you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Facebook, just forward slash KuziCast. And again, it's all love. Everything that the Zod and I talked about, I hope nobody is offended with our casting. It comes from love. It doesn't come from any place of malice. You know, we just love each other, you know, and everything. So that's it. Yeah. Release the Snyderverse, man. Release the Snyderverse. Yeah. Release the Snyderverse. That's the, that's the next, you know, that's the next hashtag. We got, well, I mean, we got a lot to look forward to. And I, mm-hmm. and I, and I've said this a million times before, it's never been a better time to be a DC mm-hmm. fan. So we're, we're in good mm-hmm. shape. And I, mm-hmm. I just wanna, I just wanna thank everybody out there for listening, for tuning in. I wanna thank you, uh, Alexander, for being here with me tonight. This has been great. I wanna give a couple of shout outs. I wanna give a shout out to my, my good friends, the four uh, out in the four nerds, uh, Dawson, Ryan, and uh, Sill. Uh, we got the four nerds at seven thirty on Thursdays on YouTube, and uh, this Thursday we will be 
uh, talking with Robert Meyer Burnett. I also want to give a shout mm-hmm. out to Matt from Lightcast. Lightcast, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Lightcast and the Cultured Nerd, and 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 basically just a shout out to the entire movement for all the good mm-hmm. for all the good that we've that we've managed to do. This is this is uh, this is fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. And one more casting, one more casting uh, choice that we that we you know that we didn't say. How about? How about Denzel Washington for Syl Abdul of the Four Nerds? I think I think that I think that would be fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was your that was your most uh, your most recent casting choice. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so on that note, I want to say uh, you've been listening to PSN-Radio.com. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I will be back next week. My guest will be Frank. Frank from Frank Frank of the Fandom. He's going to be joining me uh, next week to discuss things from his perspective. So that should be a good show. And uh, so I will see you. I will catch everybody on Thursday this Thursday on YouTube for the Four Nerds. So uh, stay tuned. Okay, and yes, we are.